and welcome to episode 16 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again. On today's episode, we're going to get into the NBA free agency extravaganza. I'm going to give you all my picks for where the top NBA free agencies are going to land. I'm going to give you the top 10 available free agents and where I think they're ultimately going to end up. The Dodgers, they're doing more special stuff back-to-back-to-back rookie walk-off home runs out in Los Angeles. We'll talk a little bit about the Dodgers. And then tonight, you have the NBA Awards Ceremony in Santa Monica to announce who's going to be the 2019 MVP. And I'm going to tell you why I think that award ceremony is just ridiculous and why the NBA needs to change it already. But we're going to start with the claw, with Kawhi Leonard, who I told you I feel is now the best player in the NBA. He's earned that title after you you take on the Warriors and you win that championship Kawhi Leonard has cemented his spot as the top player in the NBA. And really, it all shifts to where is Kawhi Leonard going to play next year. And it's been reported, there's actually pictures of Kawhi Leonard at Home Depot in Toronto. And he's getting boxes. And the Raptors Nation, the Six, the We the North Nation is freaking out. They are not happy to see Kawhi Leonard buying boxes, but look, Raptors fans, you need to calm down. I mean, if this guy blinks right now, it's a story in Canada, and they need to calm down just a little bit. It's not that big of a deal. He's buying boxes. He's probably just trolling you guys because he knows that how much attention is on him, but do you really think if Kawhi Leonard was going to L.A. or he's going moving anywhere, really, that he's going to Home Depot and he's buying his own boxes and he's moving himself. I mean, come on. That's that. This is a guy who's about to sign a $154 to $190 million contract and all of a sudden he's moving himself. Let's just be real here. I don't think he's going to be buying his own boxes, box cutters and tape, asking his friends, hey, could you help me move? then getting put it on a U-Haul, then flying Spirit Airlines all the way to Los Angeles, and then maybe going to Applebee's for dinner, okay? Uh-huh. That's not going down. This guy is a multi-multi-millionaire. That's not how these NBA superstars get down. And if you really want to read the tea leaves, I would think of it as, look, that's a power move all the way to Los Angeles. If it is true and he bought that condo, that $9 million condo in Toronto – That's an easier move. Maybe he can DIY that move. So, Raptors fans, you are not out of the Kawhi Leonard sweepstakes by any means. Maybe he just wanted one of those really tasty uh, Home Depot hot dogs or something like that. Maybe he needed an orange apron. You never know, okay? But Kawhi Leonard, it was reported today, of course, it was a formality that he is going to decline his 2019-2020 player option worth $21.3 million, and he will become an unrestricted free agent. Of course, that's all procedural. No one one is surprised by that. But Chris Haynes, Yahoo Sports, one of the most respected and locked-in NBA reporters that I really respect, he said that Leonard is seriously considering re-signing with the Raptors, sources told Haynes. And those sources also added that a handful of teams could secure a meeting with Leonard that he's definitely considering that $190 million max deal with the Raptors. So if you're Toronto, I'm going to try to sell the Toronto Raptors to Kawhi Leonard. 
okay? And then I'll give you the Clippers pitch. If I'm the Raptors, I'm pitching you on the fact that, look, other teams, the Celtics, the Sixers, the Lakers, all those teams had better assets to get you, okay? But the word on the street was that you were going to go to L.A. and nobody wanted the one-year rental. We didn't. Masai Ujiri, executive of the decade, he makes that move, the biggest high-risk, high-reward move in recent NBA history, and it nets you a championship, okay? Also, you're a national team. You're not going to go play for the Clippers. Did you see that parade? Did you see that $2 million-person $2 turnout in Toronto where Drizzy Drake came out? You, you got the last laugh, which was absolutely hilarious. Kawhi Leonard, I'm telling you, he is a fun guy. And really, you come and you play for, I think, one of the most up-and-coming innovative coaches in the NBA, Nick Nurse. This is a guy who doesn't just – he's not a Mike D'Antoni – They can just coach offense. He's a guy that can scheme on both sides of the court, defensively, offensively. They shut down the best offensive team in basketball in consecutive series. The Warriors, the Bucks, a potent Sixers team, and then also an innovative offense that allows Kawhi Leonard to maximize his skills, okay? And really, I think from a strategic standpoint – if, if it's look, Doc Rivers for the Clippers is a good coach. He's a coach that's paid eleven million dollars. But how long is how much longer is he going to coach and have that success? Has he peaked as a coach already? I think Nick Nurse. He's already surpassed Brad Stevens. He's already surpassed some of the game's great innovators. And I definitely put him right up there. I really like Nick Nurse. So if you give me if Nick Nurse versus Doc Rivers, yes, Doc Rivers. He can talk a great game. He's got charisma. He's the highest-paid coach in the NBA. But is he a player's coach? Absolutely. But Kawhi Leonard knows it's about these X's and O's. It's about what position you're going to put him in and put him in, in position to succeed. And then also, Leonard is also, when you think about the Clippers, too, the Clippers, I mean, this is a franchise, yes. Now the Clippers, their mantra is we are going to not Los Angeles and our location, our geographical location should not factor in whether or not players want to play here. And I'm like, look, Balmer, (laughs) Lawrence Frank, do you guys really think that's a great idea? That is your biggest asset and you're trying to ignore it. I get it. They want that organizational stability and they have that. They have an owner with the deepest pockets in the NBA and he is invested in the Los Angeles Clippers, but... You're also an organization that is, is just years removed from doing that crazy circus to try to sign Blake Griffin. If you remember, when they tried to sign, re-sign Blake Griffin a couple summers ago, that included staffers wearing T-shirts that placed Blake Griffin's image alongside Nelson Mandela and Albert Einstein. Retired jerseys everywhere. It was just a complete circus. And Kawhi Leonard is not about that life. Okay, Kawhi Leonard is a guy that understands he's already a two-time champion. He doesn't need the theatrics and all the selling points and the used car salesman mentality that the Clippers are kind of having. And then also, they can't sell him on any established success. They can't say, look, we've won this championship. We've developed this guy. It's all, look, location, 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 and we'll spend, spend, spend. But really, 
the Toronto Raptors have proven that they know how to run Kawhi, an organization like Kawhi likes. They know how to how to run great practices. They know how to execute on his load management. Now, Kawhi Leonard, he said, you know, just to be able, his goal really is just to be able to be healthy. That's my number one goal. Play a long, healthy career, be able to dominate wherever I land. That's about it. I want to win a championship and I want to win championships and get in those record books. So if that's the case, really, you're probably looking at the purple and gold because that would probably be your, your quickest way to another championship. But look, when it comes to being healthy, if you go to the Clippers, I haven't heard the Clippers talk about signing any other marquee free agent. I haven't heard them in talks to sign Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. And if you go to the Clippers – they're expecting, hey, we want, we want our taste of these deep runs. We want a taste of the Larry OB, as you call it, right? And they're going to want you to really break your, your back and lead you to a champion, lead them to a championship just like you did Toronto. Will that be the case with the Raptors? I don't think so. I think if he goes back to Toronto, you'll see. It's that championship summer-long celebration where they're going to ease him right back into the next season. He'll get about 20-plus games off. Masai Ujiri, look, don't try to say Masai Ujiri doesn't have moves to make because when you're a great executive like Masai Ujiri, no one knows what moves you're going to make, okay? He will get moves. Pascal Siakam tonight is going to run away with the best, most improved player award, and they drafted him number 27, and he's just getting better. Van Vliet. They drafted him. He didn't even draft him. He signed him as an undrafted free agent. And then also you got Norman Powell. And then you also have Serge Ibaka, guys who are still going to produce, and then Kyle Lowry. So I would not worry about Masai Ujiri not getting you talent around you. Masai Ujiri will find a way. This is a guy, this is an executive that just turned down a $10 million annual salary and an ownership stake in the Washington Wizards to stay in Toronto. He knows how special it is up there. And then also with with uh, with the Raptors, you you're not going to like I said, the Raptors, the low management things to be, the Clippers are going to want you to have those results, and they're going to want – they're not oh, – you think the Clippers are going to be able in the Western Conference to sit you 20 games? You think the the Clippers with the Western Conference where Utah now looks like a contender, where Portland is hungry, the Rockets are hungry, the Thunder are hungry. Do you think the Clippers will be able to afford you those load management possibilities? I don't think so. Eastern Conference, what? Kyrie Irving with Brooklyn, you're scared of that? You're scared of – Kevin Durant not being playing for an entire year. Yes, the Bucks are going to be your competition, but I'm telling you, you go to the West, you're not going to be able to get a high seed and sit out 20 games. I don't care if you're eating at Craig's, chilling at Spago, out in your Malibu mansion, hanging with your family. Look, at some point, what's best for your career? And I'm starting to really believe that it's all about the Toronto Raptors for Kawhi Leonard. And... Really, another thing, too, if you follow during the year, Kevin Arnovitz reported that the Los Angeles Clippers had sent scouts to almost every single Raptors game. So let me tell you about that. The Clippers had scouts in the arena in games where the Clippers were not even playing, okay? And to me, I'm like, look, that's that comes off as a little desperate. If I'm Kawhi Leonard, I'm like, look, man, we're good. I'll give you that meeting. You can tell me how great, how rich Ballmer is, and all this good stuff. But look, do you really need to send a guy, 
a scout at all of my games. You know how good I am. You have NBA League Pass. What can you see in person that you can't see on League Pass? Look, go get yourself a 1080p 4K screen, and you can see how good the claw is. Instead, the Clippers, they send guys to all of his practices. And to me, if I'm Kawhi Leonard, I'm looking in the crowd, and that's like seeing Pennywise in it just holding the red balloon. Every time I see you, I'm just getting a little creeped out. So I think, look, I felt for a long time that Kawhi Leonard was going to go to L.A. I thought the Clippers really could be the model organization for Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers. They're like the Cli- the Kawhi Leonard of organizations. You know, he gets to – he's from the Inland Empire. He went to San Diego State, and his family lives in Los Angeles. And I thought that it would be perfect for him because he'd come here. He won't get the – the, the, the circus of playing for the Lakers, and he'll really get that comfortable lifestyle. And then also, that, that'd be, look, if Kawhi Leonard goes from San Antonio, wins a ring, and he wins a ring in Toronto, he, if you win a ring for the Los Angeles Clippers, I mean, that, that, I mean that's the all-time. That is the all-time, all-time. That is like, that, that, that would really just change your history forever. And really, that'd be like him going in, in baseball, which, by the way, he was at the Toronto Blue Jays game, and he was watching Mike Trout, so that's a good sign. But that's like him going and playing for the Rays and winning a World Series or winning a championship with the Browns. I mean, that would really make him that would be the, that would be such an accomplishment, so that's something to consider as far as his legacy is concerned. But right now, I'm starting to really feel like he stays in Toronto. He gets his money. He's a national hero. And I'm tell- I'm gonna- I got to shoot my shot. I've said in the past, I think that even championship or bust, that I think that he was going to go to the Clippers, who, by the way, the Clippers, they deny. They deny putting out these billboards. And it is billboard season. And... The Clippers, there's a there's a billboard here in Southern California that says King of the King of instead of the King of the North, like they put out uh, with New Balances, says King of SoCal. There's another one that has a California license plate that says Kawhi, and that's just corny. Clippers, come on, Lakers. I'm still ashamed that you put up Dwight Howard billboards. I mean, really, you really think that he's going to be cruising down in the back of his of his Rolls Royce, see a billboard, and that's going to swing him? I mean, come on. But Toronto fans, I'm telling you, get optimistic. Keep those vibes up. I think there's a chance that Kawhi Leonard, I'm giving it 70% right now that he re-signs with Toronto. Don't get mad. The board guy bought some cardboard, and you made more of it than it was. But I'm telling you, right now, I'm going to go. I'm not going to go back on this. I'm not going to go back on this. And look, the Clippers... The Clippers have done everything in their power to re- to sign Kawhi Leonard. He could end up with the Clippers. He definitely could. But I think that he stays with the Toronto Raptors for the reasons that I just told you. I think that Kawhi Leonard, the claw, right now, we are June 24th, 10 o'clock in the morning. Kawhi Leonard is going to re-sign with the Toronto Raptors. So next story, Kevin Arnovitz also reported – that that the, the the Philadelphia 76ers and and the Boston Celtics did not trade for Kawhi Leonard because 
It was a foregone conclusion he was going to go to L.A., and they didn't want to part ways with some of their assets. Guys like uh, like Jason Tatum, like those picks. And now, Danny Ainge, where are you at, my man? Danny Ainge, look, if I'm a Boston Celtic fan, I'm furious. They were supposed to get Anthony Davis. They were supposed to cash in. They could have had Kawhi Leonard, and they didn't do it. And really... Uh, to me, it's a sad thing. I mean, <laughs> if you're the Boston Celtics, because you pair Kawhi Leonard with Kyrie Irving, who cares about Jason Tatum? You're getting a ring. They've only won one ring in 32 years, okay? This whole Boston Celtic championship lore, my mans, half of those championships, 90% of those championships came when there was eight teams in the league, and they were, the, the average height was six foot three. okay? And you need to get those rings – if you're if you're Danny Ainge and cash in on those assets, it reminds me of a a tribe called Quest song from one of my favorite albums, The Midnight Marauders, called Midnight, where Q-Tip says, "Scared money don't make none," and that is exactly what Danny Ainge is. He is scared money. They say you can't save your way to wealth. Exactly, you got to take these risks, and he opted to take no risks. And where is he at? Man, the Pelicans are in a better spot. Here's my hot take right here. The Pelicans are in a better spot right now. The the New Orleans Pelicans, future is brighter. They're in a better spot right now than the Boston Celtics, a team that was one, one basket, one win away from the NBA Finals just two years ago, a team that had Kyrie Irving, a, t- a team that signed a Gordon Hayward, and they had Al Horford, all this young talent, the best up-and-coming coach in the league. A marquee franchise. The New Orleans Pelicans right now are a better franchise as far as their future, as far as their young talent is concerned. And a lot can change in the NBA in one year. That's the great thing about the NBA. A lot can change in one year. And staying in the NBA, tonight, of course, the most anticipated night of the year for NBA fans, the annual NBA Awards Banquet hosted by Shaquille O'Neal. Wrong. It's not the most anticipated night of the year. Really, it's more of an afterthought. Really, it's verging on ridiculous that tonight is when they have the NBA awards that take place three months after the final regular season game of the year to decide the big award of the night. Who gets the Maurice Podoloff trophy? Who was Maurice Podoloff? That's the guy you see them lifting. And when the MVP trophy was right, it was really in the second round when you'd have guys like Hakeem, Jordan, Shaq, whoever you want to do it, LeBron, they get to hoist the trophy in front of your home crowd, in front of the home uh, team, and get a big ovation. Now they wait, and they do it at a banquet, at an award show mid-summer. So if you're wondering who Maurice Podoloff was, by the way, he was the first commissioner of the NBA. He was the commissioner and president of the NBA from 1946 until 1963. And I'm just saying, NBA, you need to make some changes. The Maurice Podolov Trophy deserves better. NBA MVPs deserve better. I remember the first year of it, it was won by Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook was the first player since Oscar Robertson to average a triple-double. He's since gone on to do it three straight times. And he was the first guy to win it and I was thinking, look, okay, fine. They're gonna have the uh, they're gonna have the trophy presentation in the summer, and then maybe the first game of the next season, then he would get to present it to the fans and get the get his due with the fans. But they don't even do that, so there's really you lose that moment 
To me, that's the biggest travesty is you lose that moment, that connection with the fans where you get to hear the best thing about being an MVP is you get to hear the crowd chant MVP. And really, sometimes, you know, you got guys at free throw lines doing it that haven't won the MVP. Well, it's really cool when you get to see it in real life and fans get to give their, 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 their player the ovation he deserves. But also, more importantly... The NBA Awards has really not done that well from a rating standpoint. The inaugural NBA Awards show in 2017, that pulled a 1.1 rating with 1.79 million viewers, according to SportsMediaWatch.com. And last year's NBA Awards took took a step backwards, only getting a .8. So I understand you go from Russell Westbrook to Harden, and it's the first show and this and that, with just 1.21 million viewers. And then if you compare that to the NFL who their award show that they bring in three and a half million. The NFL awards go for three and a half million. And then of course, in my opinion, the best individual trophy in sports is the Heisman trophy that brings in 2.2 million. So the NBA awards fall way behind those two. And really my solution, the solution I have really is it's tough because I want that. Okay. So if you're not going to, I understand, look, it's a product. Any, there's a lot of networks that would gladly sign up for a .8 rating, for a 1.2 million viewer turnout. Look, people will sign up for that. First of all, the first award show was hilarious. Drake was the, was the host, and Drake was killing it. <laughs> Check out Drake right here, some of his best lines from the inaugural one. Looking around, look at Bill Russell here. All kind, look at Russ right there. This is great. We got Allen Iverson in here somewhere, probably on a super casual vibe, just connecting with some old friends, you know? <laughs> got the Brooklyn Nets in here trying to get verified on Instagram tonight. <laughs> it's a lot of blue checks coming your way, boys, I promise. I'm, I'm, I'm legit excited for y'all. Um, while we're on the topic, while we're on the topic of Instagram, I just want to say it's a bit of an awkward vibe in here tonight. I, I don't think I've ever been in a room with so many guys that have DM my ex-girl. Um, <laughs> It's a lot of, lot of DPs getting sent to that inbox, you know? Y'all some dogs, man. Y'all some dirty dogs. I don't see it all. Uh, you know, people were upset that, that I'm the host for the first ever NBA Awards because they say I'm a bandwagon fan. I just want to address that. You know, it hurts. Uh, I've said it time and time again. It's not true. It's ridiculous. I have two teams, okay? One from my hometown and whoever else is winning at the current time. That's it. Two teams. Just two. Congratulations to the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. A tremendous group of players that play with Matt Barnes. People keep asking if the dominance of the Warriors and Cavs is bad for the league. Um, I'm just glad that people aren't as critical of dominance in other professions, because I never want my doctor to be like, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and mess this one up so nobody thinks that I'm too good, you know? I don't want to save every life. Gotta be humble. Draymond Green stopped kicking people in the groin and moved on to something much worse, his own podcast. It's a tough listen. It's a tough listen. LeBron James recently went bald and social media had an absolute... Oh, sorry, this is a joke from 2007. We're gonna keep it, we're gonna keep it rolling. Paul Pierce retired this year, the truth. Make some noise for the truth, my guy. You know, after a very long career, fans were in shock as they were under the assumption that he left 10 years ago. 
Speaking of Celtics, congratulations to Isaiah Thomas. Uh, yeah, that's right. Make some noise. And it, but if you're going to keep it there, so let's say we're taking away the end season, hoisted to the fans, the big moment. You show, you know, one of my favorite, one of my favorite NBA stories ever, it, playoff stories, is the year that David Robinson won in 1995. David Robinson won the MVP in 1995, and the Rockets and the the Spurs were the best team of the NBA that year. Rockets were a six seed, and Hakeem Olajuwon, who really didn't trash talk very much at all. He was at the game where, where David Robinson was accepting his trophy, and he famously told his teammates, that guy has my trophy. Let's go get it back. And the Rockets would go on to beat the, uh, to beat the Spurs and go on to win the NBA title. But if we're going to take that away, first order business, in my opinion, is you, put, you move it from the summertime. Because the summertime, you're thinking about the NBA draft. You're thinking about NBA free agency. You're thinking about all the shenanigans of the trade season, you're not thinking about who won the MVP, who was the best regular season player like 100 years ago, okay? You're thinking about all the stuff that's in the now, which is a lot of stuff if you're the NBA. So why, first of all, would you want to take any attention away from that? You're winning the offseason more than any pro sport, and you're trying to take away from that. But also, I think you put it the week leading up that there – so. After the conference finals, there's a four-day stretch. The, the last day of the conference finals is that Sunday if you make it to Game 7. So, you know, that's unlikely that's going to go to Game 7. But let's say it's a Game 7. You go on that Sunday. The NBA Finals start the following Thursday. I think you make it that Tuesday. I think that you make it that Tuesday. The regular season is still fresh on our minds. The NBA playoffs, we're having these withdrawals because we're going day-to-day with all these playoff games, and all of a sudden you take away these playoff games, you're going through NBA withdrawals, so you got NBA fans everywhere craving, you know, for some any NBA content, so you put it there, and then also, come on, modern travel. I understand you think, look, you get a if, a, if, a, if there's a player that's in the finals that wins the MVP, then... Then, uh, then it's gonna. Then they're not gonna be able to accept it. But one, I still think that NBA players, NBA, NBA players, are a little different. Okay, they like the spotlight and they understand the importance of that award. I think you throw on, you know, LeBron's got a private jet. These guys have the airfare to, you know, they don't travel like us. Okay, let's just put it that way. You throw these NBA players on the jet, they go accept the trophy and they go to wherever they're gonna go. Okay. So I think you do that. I think that you make it a celebration, and I think you'll see ratings go way, way up because it's summertime. It's baseball season. This is NBA free agency season. We're not trying to watch a game. Uh, and plus, too, it's, it's, you, you kind of almost save the player from, uh, from the finals MVP because this is what happens, too. So what happens every year is you got naysayers out there saying, oh, we should have the MVP award after the regular season or after the playoffs or the, the finals MVP is more important than the regular season MVP. I actually don't believe that because I don't think Andre Iguodala could ever win a regular season MVP. That's an 82-game grind. And really, I think that you save yourself from that, too, because then the finals MVP has its own moment and really – I think it's a no-brainer. If you're the NBA, come on now, my man. You got to just change this up. It's clearly not working as well as you've as you wanted it. 
And look, the NFL has proven, look what happened with Tom Brady. Tom Brady, he won the MVP, and who went to accept it? It was Julian Edelman. They had fun with it. There's a way around it. I think that's going to happen in the next couple years. I think the NBA will consider moving this award show. And then yesterday, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the Los Angeles Dodgers, this Dodger team is special. They've gone to three straight World Series. They're trying to be the first team since the Cardinals to win three straight pennants in the National League. And we're talking the Cardinals way back in the 40s. So they're trying to make history. And it was a special weekend at the Chavez Ravine. You had back-to-back-to-back walk-offs by rookies, okay? It had never happened in Major League Baseball history where you had back-to-back walk-off home runs by rookies, and Matt Beattie did it, Alex Verdugo did it, and then to, to, to make super history, something that will never probably be done ever again, it, not a lot of times can you watch the sport that's been around as long as Major League Baseball and say to yourself, look, we've never seen this before, and we're probably never going to see it again, and really... You saw what happened. Will Smith, he crushes a game-winning home run, and the Dodgers win first back-to-back-to-back walk-off in Major League Baseball history. The 1-0 pitch. Brady drives the ball to center field and deep. At the wall, it's gone! Matt Brady, walk-off home run! And the Dodgers win! This one one from Tinoco. Verdugo swings away. Fly ball right field. Different night. Same story for a rookie Dodger. Walk off home run, Alex Verdugo. Fly ball center field. Carrying pretty well. Hampson back. The Dodgers are on fire. Walker Buehler the other night, he struck out 16. And watch out for the Los Angeles Dodgers. I know you'll get the trolls saying that they're going to go to the World Series and not get it done, and they're going to talk about the curse. But I'm telling you, this Dodger team is a very, very different team. So just watch out for them. Then also, if you saw... If you saw, also check this out, Will Smith, watch out for this kid. This kid, Will Smith, he's a rookie catcher. There's a lot of talk in Dodgerland whether he should take over for Austin Barnes. And this guy, three home runs in his first 22 major league at-bats. Two of them have been walk-offs. Two walk-off home runs in his first seven career games. You just got to love it. These young guys for the Dodgers are getting it done, and the Dodgers are on fire. And then also, I wanted to point out, there was a moment during the game. Now, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but personally, I am not a fan of when when someone runs onto the court. I hate how the camera never shows it because they say that uh, they say that they say that she sh- you know they shouldn't give them any attention. But last night, you had a 14 year old fan run on to the field at Dodger Stadium to hug Cody Bellinger. 
to hug Cody Bellinger, and that's how you know you're a Beatle. That's how you know you're a rock star. That's how you know that you you your star power has gone up because that's that's that to me that's I, you know you made it moment because she hugs Cody Bellinger and Cody Bellinger he was cool with it man you saw him he had a smile on his face and after the game he told her that uh, that you know you're going to jail right. Uh, I just, well, at first I heard the crowd cheering, and I looked to my left, and I saw this chick recording her with her phone running. And then she came up, said, I want to hug you, gave me a hug, and then Ashley gave me a hug, security guard tackled her. Yeah, and then, yeah, that's what happened. Odd? Definitely odd. She got tackled, I said, you know, you're going to jail. And she's like, yeah, I know. Hope it was worth it for her? Yeah, she's like, it was worth it. So I guess, you know, maybe not for her parents. <laughs> they got to pay the fine, but uh, it was fine. Uh, third straight walk-off win, uh, different guy every night, a different rookie every night. I mean, how unreal has this series been? Unreal. I think when Will's ball went over, I literally, a few people said, wow, like, this is happening. It's insane. Uh, we got a lot of talent in this organization. So it was pretty hilarious. And the la- young lady herself, she put on Twitter that it was all worth it. She didn't spend the night in the slammer. And really, I think it was just really funny. These groupies are coming out. And then also, producer of the show, uh, Clint Pasillas, Real FRG, pointed out that in 1981, during the height of Fernando Mania, a fan came out and didn't just hug Fernando Valenzuela. She gave she laid she laid a fat one on him. She she kissed him. They did a little smooching, give him some some besos, and really that was a good omen because the Dodgers won the 1981 World Series. And hopefully, when your fans are climbing onto the field and giving you some love like that, that bodes well, and that's a great omen. But but that's gonna do it for this episode of the Get More Sports Podcast. Thanks for rocking with us once again. You can find me on Twitter at DMAC underscore LA. All things related to the show. We got a big one Wednesday. So the free agency, we gave you a big one today. Kawhi Leonard, I feel, is going to the Raptors. We have uh, Kyrie going to the Nets. We have Jimmy Butler in flux. I think Kevin Durant is torn between Golden State and the Knicks and the Nets. I think he might go to the Nets. But look, I, look I'm not going to just throw out names. I got my feelings right here about certain teams. But Wednesday, the uh, free agent doesn't start for a couple more days. So let's feel it out. Lock and change. Lock and change. But uh, that's going to do it. Hope you guys have a great week. Tell all your friends about the show. We got a big one trying to get our first guest this week. So be on the lookout for that. But thanks again. Thanks for rocking with us. And I'm out.